got color in your cheeks. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Agency Hour podcast, and we're back. It's been a it's been a hiatus. Um, it's been a while. It's been quite a minute. We've we had the holidays. Some of us have been out on maternity leave. Some of us have been out on paternity leave. Whatever letter you put in front of that word, um, we've uh, so many things have changed within the Pixel and Hammer team. And today we are so excited to introduce to you our our newest team member, uh, Kaisa Dum, is here. And um, this is her first podcast with us. And uh, we're going to introduce her. We're going to ask each other some questions, some uh, never have I ever's. Um, and hopefully touch on some industry-related topics along the way. Um, so as always, my name is Levi. I am your host uh, for this episode. Uh, to my left, I have Sarah. Hi. <laughs> and Emily is with Hello. us as well. And Scott. Hello. And of course, Kaisa. Hello. Um, so let's jump into it. Kaisa, how are we doing? How's it going? Great. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, what are you, two weeks in now? Yeah, a right? little over. Um, how are you liking it so far? You want to keep coming back, right? Yep, I'm here for good. Okay, here for good. Um, so it was actually uh, you're at, and so did have do we have an official name that you're kind of using for her role yet? Because you don't like <laughs> or you don't like the official one. You're coming up with a sub name, right, Emily? Right, right. Because I think that Kaisa is more than an administrative assistant and needs to have. Um, a more special job title, especially whenever she's interfacing with clients. So we've been throwing around quite a few names. I don't know that we've fully landed on one. No. My favorite was assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Vice president. Assistant to the project manager. We've been throwing around um, a support coordinator. Okay. Okay. Supportinator. A supportinator. Oh. Yes, that's great. That's a great title. There you go. Something okay. that, that allows our clients to know that Kaisa is available to help them and coordinate the support that they need right. um, after their project is launched and, and creating that, that relationship. For sure. For sure. Um, okay. So we're still thinking of a name. I'm, I'm on board with Brandon's vice president idea. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've already changed my email signature to vice president of development here at Pixel and Hammer. Um, oh, really? For our listeners, yeah. tell, tell them what the, the vice president thing is about. Oh, so so Brandon um, was in, uh, Brandon Bear, everybody knows him. He, um, everybody at his bank, we won't, I don't even remember, but I won't even say what bank it was, in their email signatures, no matter where they are in the company, they have vice president of something in their email signatures, just so it was a little bit more official, and so people would take them a little bit more seriously. So he just told us to change all of our positions to vice president. So vice president of like back-end development, vice president of full front-end development, vice president of design, vice president of operations. Yeah, I would or just you... be the president. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, all right. Emily's company, I guess. Because um, you get to make those decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, if you want to do that, I will not stop you. Let's do it. I think we all should. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but then, like, but then, see, it doesn't matter because, like, if I'm vice president of front end development, who's president of front end development? Or like, well, I'm, I'm me. just the president. You, oh, you just take that role. Okay, so She's it's like a, of it all. so it's a pyramid. So it's like you're the president, and then we have vice, mm-hmm. and then we have everybody. two levels. Okay. Got it. So it's like a pyramid, but well, like we have not an intern. Kylie yes. can be vice, vice president, president of, of the interns. Oh, vice president of the interns. I bet she'd love that. I bet she would. Um, okay, so to spice it up and make things um, 
a little fun on this episode. Kaisa has compiled a list of questions um, relating to the industry, I believe our, our culture, the company, and just off the wall, um, random and fun things. She's cut them up, uh, put them in a in a cup, and we're gonna we're gonna randomly pull one one at a time and kind of use that as a jump off point for some conversation. Um, so uh, who's who's going first? I'll do it, Scott. I'm- dropping oh. iPhones. <laughs> I didn't even touch yeah. it. All right. All right. Let's go here. What do we got? All right. What is one thing that you are looking forward to doing when you retire? Ooh. Retirement. Now, are we all answering these questions or is just would, Scott answering that? Um, I think we can all, I think, jump in a little bit, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Might as well. Okay. I mean, geez. Can I say nothing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but isn't that the, like, the average answer, though? Like, when yeah. you want to... Like, what's the... And travel is pretty generic, but I would love to. Right. Mm-hmm. Travel. Like, Scott, would you would you want to, like, make music? Like, would you... Like, you retire, you're done. Like, would you just want to make music all the time? Because, like, you have nothing else to worry about. You don't really... It's not that you don't care, yeah, but, like, I would, you would want to go down that. I would probably... Now, if I'm able to retire with, you know, enough money, it would be nice to pick up some like more expensive hobbies like collecting guitars and mm-hmm. doing you know different tours of like major factories and going on the hunt for some like cool rare guitars like that would be a really fun thing to yeah to do you know finances but don't get him wrong because he already has like 57 guitars on his wall in his basement <laughs> so he's kind of already started that it. whole process <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think it would just be like God, is it cliche to say that like I would retire but like keep working? Yes, you know I, what I mean. Mm-hmm. No, if you're have an entrepreneurial spirit, I mm-hmm. agree with you. Right. I don't ever see myself quitting working entirely, um, even whenever I retire. So yeah. I I tend to agree with that. I might yeah only do the things that I choose to to do. Maybe that's consulting. Maybe that's like teaching some classes. But yeah, and like I think that. Like, oh, here we go. I'm going to bring it up again. Every episode, I have to bring it up. But, like, s- like say it's, like, 20 years from now, and, like, the venue's built, and we're successful, and everything's fine. Not 20 years, but, like, 40 years from now when I retire, like, somebody else is running it. The whole company is fine. It's good to go. Like, I would still want to go at the end of the night to, like, each wedding or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, kind of oversee or, like, help clean up or see who's coming in next or, you know, whatever it may be. I don't I don't know if it'd be work. It wouldn't technically Scott be working. Like I wouldn't be like, "Oh, I need a paycheck," but it would still be along the lines of the work that I was doing while preparing for that, right? That's a really good sign that you love what you do. Right. And you're in the right on the right path. Right. I am also a firm believer that you have to keep the stone rolling or else it collects moss. And mm-hmm. so, um if I believe that if I stop, I'll die. So whether that's like, you know, finding a good organization to volunteer with or do something, I I don't know that I can be the person that plays in my garden and travels occasionally and sits at home. So kind of like a shark, like if you stop swimming, Mm -hmm. you just die. Yeah. Oh, is that a thing? Mm -hmm. Apparently. I don't know if it's actually a thing or just it's Mm -hmm. like a... How to, even when they're sleeping, do they Mm -hmm. sleep? Mm -hmm. But they're just going, Mm -hmm. even if they're sleeping. Because if they stop moving, then the water stops going through the gills and they suffocate. I believe. 
Oh. Sarah would know. Sarah would know. Yeah. Sarah. That's our shark fact of the day. <laughs> Levi, insert a shark sound. Yeah. I don't, is there a shark sound? <laughs> right, yeah. I don't know. Shark bite. Squat baby Doo-doo. shark. Doo-doo. Oh, no. No, no. no. <laughs> Next question. Next question. Emily is going to ask this one. If you could pick up a new skill in an instant, what would it be? Singing. Mm-hmm. I'm an awful singer. And it makes me so sad. Mm -hmm. I would love to be able to sing well. No, that's it for me too, I think. I think like it's always been entertainment for me. And the one thing I've never been able to like do or tackle is like, I mean like quote unquote will sing, you know, and whatever. My grandma will say it's really good and it's great. (laughs) But like it's not like, you know, professional or, you know, scottmcfaddenmusic.com type you know, quality. Don't go um, there. Go to facebook.com slash Scott McFadden. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's one that, like, I would like to know. Like, for example, Kaisa, you probably saw it, but um, in in Dobrik's vlog uh, last week or the week before, he went to Charlie Puth's house. You know, Charlie Puth, right? He has perfect pitch. So you can be talking to him. You can be singing. You can be, say one word or do, uh, and he knows what key and what note it is. And, like, he can also do, like, any song. Whether he's known the song before or not, you can play any song on your iPhone, and he will immediately play the entire thing on his piano before the song's even over. Like, he's, like, so in tune with the music and the mentality of it. I think that'd be crazy to just be able to, you know, yeah, do that. Yeah, that's super nuts. I definitely can't do that. No. That's a very rare skill trait talent gift thing i think for me it would probably be woodworking because no. that's what i was gonna say oh yeah. sorry it's okay so i picked up woodworking like two years ago a year okay. and a half two years ago and like the goal was to build guitars because like you know i like mm. to i like to make things and i've mm-hmm. i've like pieced mm-hmm. together guitars before you know like buying them for like an electric guitar buying the body buying right. the neck pickups electronics all that stuff so i can assemble them I was like, it'd be really cool to be able to do this, you know, whole process top to bottom. But then just the the more I got into it, it's just such a whole world. Yeah, you and need tools, so much, you need yeah. a workshop. So you need I all started the investing in the tools and I have like a fairly large shed and started converting that. But then um, it ultimately got to the point where I actually went out to Chicago and went to this super large music store while I was out there last year. And wound up playing a bunch of guitars and um, played a guitar that I had never, I had heard the brand but never played it before. And uh, it was like, fell in love. Like, love at first sight when I played this. And then it, it was like, literally this one was like, this guitar, two things. This guitar needs to come home with me. And two, I will never, ever, ever be able to build a guitar as good as this. And it was like in that moment, I'm like, I'm not going to do this anymore because like, I, here's the standard and I will never get there. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. even when you and I went to the music shop down the street, like the first thing the guy, you pointed to one, pulled it off the wall. The first thing he said, he's like, oh, this is a genuine oak mahogany, you know, from the trees of wherever country. Like it just, <laughs> no. you know what I mean? Like it's premium. You're saying words right now. Exactly. <laughs> Emily, what about you? Well, I was going to say woodworking. Yeah. Is it like a hobby thing? Because I do like creating things with my hands Mm -hmm. and now it would just be like super super cool to be able to build for instance a pergola we were just looking at one the other day at at my husband's bar and 
it's amazing. And I would love to be able to do that. I don't have the skill at all to do that. Um, and then if it was related to career, I would want to learn how to code. Me too. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just like if, if you have the ability or time or need or want to like learn Spanish, I mean, it's basically just another language, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I describe it to, to Megs or anybody who asked me. I mean, it's, it's you, like the perfect marriage between math and language. That's the problem is that I suck at math. Yeah. And I, if you told me to code like a one-page website and put a gun to my head, I could figure it out. Like I know enough yeah. to, to be really dangerous in a bad way. But um, it would be really great to do some, be able to like assist in some of the things that, right. that you guys do or to understand it a little bit better. Yeah. It's, um, how do I explain? It's, it's like I'm I'm terrible at reading. Like I can't read a book, like physically, like mentally. I'm gone after the first page. Like I don't, I can't go from A to Z in a book. But like, I can sit there and read through code, because that's just how I learned the language. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's just kind of how it is for me, Sarah. I would have to pick cooking. Cooking. Okay. I would love to be an amazing cook, <laughs> but it's one of those things where I don't feel like I've got a picky enough flavor palette for it almost Mm -hmm. where everything kind of tastes okay Mm -hmm. or good or whatever. Um, but if I could be an awesome cook, I would totally, totally take advantage of that. Well, I'm going to need to change my answer now. I want your answer. That's really (laughs) (laughs) I want to be a good cook. We'll just all trade and share. Yeah. Well, everybody loves the awesome cook of the group. You know what I mean? (laughs) I feel like I, for, for me, I struggle to do like if i do something i want to do it so well like i struggle to know that like if i'm not like passable if i'm only passable at it and like i'm not interested like i want to be really good at the things that i do yeah so there's like a mental thing that i struggle with where i'm like if like woodworking i'm like i will only ever be passable at this therefore <laughs> i like i'm not gonna focus energy here so anyway I think Levi has a question. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the main reasons why I applied for the job um, it is professional, casual, or sweatpants. If there is no dress code, how would you dress for work? <laughs> is everybody's answer just sweatpants? No, I never no. wear sweatpants. No. <laughs> no, I mean, mine, mine would be probably like just uh, basketball shorts, moccasins, and a T-shirt. Probably just something like that. Sweatpants, I sweat too much in. So we'll, we'll get rid of those. But the next best thing is basketball shorts. We're, uh, we're, we're working on them. <laughs> <laughs> right now he's wearing a nice washed or a color of jeans um, and a shirt that matches mine, actually. So you look pretty nice. You're not wearing gym shorts. No. But no, you no. can. I almost did today. I almost did. What I think is interesting is that we have a very casual policy with the idea that as long as we don't have clients that are going to be coming in right. to possibly see you, I don't care what you wear as long as you're productive. Um, but most of the time, I would say that everyone dresses casually, but well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This group. Mm-hmm. Jeans and like a nice shirt or a blouse are always my yeah. go-to. Like even when I'm not working, like that's just what I wear. Yeah. Same hair. It was nice coming from uh, the time when I was being a stay-at-home dad. And uh, 
coming into like a casual dress code like i actually wanted to dress up because i mm-hmm. <laughs> was like i have a reason <laughs> yeah. to feel like a person again so but then you come in here and we're just all in <laughs> casual don't matter clothes. don't matter it feels... but it makes it so that like when we do have a client meeting it's actually kind of fun to dress up because yeah. we don't have to do it every day like full-on tuxedo right. <laughs> tuxedo to the interview speaking of which i watched i watched Step Brothers again oh man last weekend and i feel like you still haven't watched it now the tuxedos are just feeling a no little i haven't <laughs> it's like ketchup ketchup and, and onions <laughs> Anyways, all right. <laughs> Next, who's got a question? I've got a question. Yeah, yeah. If you could know the absolute and total truth to one question, what question would you ask? Oh, man. <sighs> we, oh. We, we, we could start our conspiracy theory podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is no. Avril Lavigne real? <laughs> no. Is she alive? No. Um, the answer any, to one question. Any question? Yeah, the complete and total truth. So you might learn things that you don't want to know, right. but the entire truth. Right. To anyone ever? To any question. Any question. Mm. I kind of want to know how and when the world's going to end. Uh, oh, no. Right, right, right. What if it's like next week? Will you tell us, first of all? I'm sorry, guys, I won't be in on no. Monday. <laughs> so, like, right. So, but doesn't that, doesn't that, like, isn't, isn't that the whole, like, knowing the future like time warp bend thing like isn't that how it works like if kaisa knows the world's going to end tomorrow but we don't then she tells us then we do other things that ripple butterfly effect into Mm -hmm. like but then the question (laughs) then the question becomes was it really going to end or was her telling us that it was going to end the end all be all like you know yeah (laughs) right (laughs) Then it gets deep. This is a little too deep for it is. two o'clock on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Sorry. Um, oh, geez, the question that we want to know. Yeah, we might need to. Uh, Let's think about we, it and come we back. We need to pass on, yeah. on that. That's, that's, that's deep and heavy. Let's come back. I mean, you could go. You could go religion. You could go even crazy bigger picture. You could go. Aliens, I just want to know what aliens. happened to Atlantis. What That's happened? Oh. See, yeah, you don't believe like the Disney movie route. I mean, there's so many theories out there and so many ideas, like the Bermuda Triangle. Right. Like, is right. that yeah. where it was? I think. I, I mean, I think it's probably somewhere at the bottom of the ocean. You think? Or like buried well, they've, somewhere? They've already found like multiple like, um, not dungeon, but like cave like relics at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I mean, how long have we been traveling oceans and, you know, sinking ships in oceans and right. stuff like that? But, right. um, you know, to actually know what happened to Atlantis and where it is would be really cool. Mm. All right. Speaking of Atlantis and water, never have I ever tried alligator. I have. What? In New Orleans. Oh, here it's actually I had an alligator good. po' boy. Interesting. Chewy. I've never, it was I, a little chewy. I All never right, have. Show of hands. Who's had alligator? Just one. Kaisa is the only one who has had never alligator. Have. You guys better try it when you go. Are you gonna do it? Do what? When try you alligator. go to when you go to down to New Orleans. Oh sure. You gonna try yeah. alligator? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Brandon and I have a, our bucket list, and first thing we're doing is going to Mardi Gras. Nice. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, I we were in Florida last year. Was it last year? To yeah. the Harry Potter land yeah. world, and um, I I know we were. There was alligator, but I don't know that I actually tried it. 
What's it taste like? It, the texture kind of reminded me of calamari. Ooh, you know, I it's love, a little chewy. I love calamari. It was fried, so, I mean, anything fried is good, but, hmm. um, yeah, it wasn't bad. S- sign me up. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would try it if it was here or there, wherever we are. Sarah, you're probably, you got, you're Sarah. probably a no on the alligator, huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? Uh, just a guess. How about this one, though? Never have I ever went to work without bathing. Mm. Like I've bathed the night before, maybe not. Yeah, like right does, before well, okay. But in. but is bathing like the same thing as showering? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Getting yourself clean. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, no, you need to draw yourself a bath every morning before you come to work uh, <laughs> with some bubbles, some lavender. I don't. If there if there was a time for me that that happened, it it would have been a random day that I don't remember, like once or twice maybe. But oh man, even I don't know. Like that's my morning routine. Like if if I don't take a shower, it doesn't wake me up. Like that's what wakes me up. Yeah, you know. So I agree. But sometimes, like if it's if it's a long day or whatever on a Sunday, I'll take one Sunday night and then just wake up Monday morning and go. You know. But I don't know, Scott. Yeah. yeah now no. now that I can pull my hair back, I I'm on like a every every other day kind of routine it's like i don't i don't sweat like levi oh um you mean much love my man i just don't i don't have the same sweating gene that you have i hate it <laughs> so you know i'll like put my hair back clean my face put on deodorants i don't i don't stink right but yeah you know clean clothes clean mm-hmm. underwear all the whole nine but yeah i don't i definitely don't need to shower every day it's different for yeah. everybody. Yeah. yeah. All right. This got weird. Uh, <laughs> I didn't write the questions. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you ever met anyone famous? Oh, famous, famous. Yes, I have. Anybody else? I have, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who? Define famous. My famous is like in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh, wow. No. One and not two. not famous. No. Mm. Mm. I um, met some 41 at Dickinson College outside of their tour bus and talked to them. Nice. That's as close to a famous as I can get for you. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Were they cool people? I mean, I was like 14, so they were just nice to the children. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember that girl group Dream? No. no. That's who I met. I was like obsessed with NSYNC, and they opened up for NSYNC, and I met them. Outside their tour bus. Huh. I've never heard of them. I did, um... Does anybody know who Michael Rooker is? He was also Merle on The Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's the, blue, he's the blue guy in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. He's also mm-hmm. in Stargate. How yep. did you meet him? I was at uh, Philadelphia Comic Con probably three or four years ago. And the hotel that we stay at is directly attached to the convention center. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very well-known fact that some of the celebrities who are there doing autographs and right. meet and greets and stuff, they'll go to the bar at the hotel. And so we went down there, we were drinking, and sure enough, he showed up. 
And they were like, go do magic, go do magic for Michael Rooker. He's there. Go, go, go. I'm like, I don't have anything. I didn't plan. They're like, and there's a 7-Eleven right across the street. I was like, yo, somebody go to 7-Eleven, see if they have playing cards. So my buddy Mike ran right across the street. Sure enough, came back with a bicycle deck like three minutes later, went up to him. I was like, what's up, Michael Rooker? Huge fan. Let me show you some magic. And I did. And it was dope. And it's on film. It's on YouTube. You can find it if you look hard enough. What was his response? He was drunk and he was kind <laughs> of like, he was like, he was like, oh, okay, cool, man. Like he didn't really, he, he was one of those people who like aren't impressed by magic. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I just kind of was like, oh, I know you did something, but good job anyways, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was still neat. I was still nervous, so. But. <laughs> That's cool. Next, go Scott, go. All right, what was the first thing you bought with your own money? I know mine. That I remember? Yeah. Like a big purchase with my own money? Mm-hmm. Probably my laptop. Yeah. I bought my first laptop at 14 after babysitting yep. for a year, and I was so excited about it, and like, I just loved it. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. Is that the laptop you learned how to code on? I mean, I learned how to code on a Windows 98, so... Jesus. (laughs) Emily, what about you? I honestly can't remember. Sorry. Scott? I guess it wasn't very exciting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I knew mine, but... I don't remember, like, the first big thing, like a laptop or anything like that, but the first thing I bought at a store was a Joey Lawrence CD back when he had a music career. Joey Lawrence? Wasn't he in sync? No, he's Joey he's, Lawrence. No, Joey Lawrence is the whoa guy from Blossom. He's an actor. I have no idea who that is. Ugh. Was Do he also know? in New Kids on the Block? No. Oh. That was a different Joey? Different Joey. There's definitely a Joey in NSYNC. <laughs> that's Joey I mean, Fatone. Okay. That's it. That's what I'm thinking of. My, yeah, my first big thing was at like um, 16 when I got my first job. I bought a laptop and you would not. For $3 million, you would not guess where I bought this laptop from. I forget how much it was. I think it was $600. Um, Circuit City. No. Oh. You, you, I'm telling... No. I, I, gar- I The put, grocery store. We'll give you... Every- Shit. Okay. So, <laughs> $3 million. Um, no. I, uh, I bought it from Aldi's. You know, the, no the discount grocery store, Aldi's. What? And I'll tell you exactly why. I looked for about two weeks for laptops. And at this point in time, it was when 512 megabytes of RAM uh-huh. was popping. Yep. Yep. So Aldi's, for like five ninety nine had this laptop. Some off-brand. Nobody, I don't, it's probably not even around anymore. One gig of RAM. One gig. I bought that thing so quick. And that, that's where I started making videos on Windows Movie Maker. It's fantastic. How, how long did that computer last you? Did it run? Um, my stepdad still has it, and it still turns on. Yes. What? I bootlegged a copy of Windows XP because that's how old it is, and it's on there now. It's probably missing a bunch of drivers, but it, it will connect to the internet and run. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. One gig of RAM. Think, put that in your iMac. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> no. Um... What else we got? We got any more? Yeah, we do. What was your favorite band 10 years ago? Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Shine Down. Emily? 
Oh, I loved Blink-182. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're good, too. Ten years ago? Oh, ten years ago. Ten years, I mean... Yeah, that was, that was like, way more, 20 years 16, ago. Well, I mean, I was 16. I guess it wasn't Backstreet Boys then. It was probably a rapper at some point. <laughs> I think Lil Wayne was hot when I was 10. Or 16, I mean... <laughs> 10 years ago you know what I mean 20? math what <laughs> going back to how code is right. like math how does code work again um green day was probably mine Ooh, green day I would have been like 22 so probably like modest mouse or something mm-hmm. like that yeah I was like real into um like shoegazy instrumental music back in the day so like the album leaf probably mm. be, like my favorite back then. Um, what do you got? Oh, my question. Um, there are now twenty five hours in a day. Wait, How what? Would you stop. Start the question over. What are you saying? <laughs> there are now twenty five hours in a day. Oh, like not seriously, but figuratively. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I know. For okay. a second, I was like, I was like, what wait, what? Miss? Yeah, what, we found a black hole, and now there's what? 25 hours. And we <laughs> actually did find a black hole. <laughs> Turns out that has real life implications. Yeah. I realize now how much you guys trust me. If I can okay. just say that, believe it. Um, how do you spend your extra hour? I mean, the obvious answer is sleeping, right? <laughs> We all want an extra hour of sleep. Realistically, too, would probably be sleeping. Yeah. I don't know that that's even, like, a bad answer, though. That's just, like, it would be great to have an extra hour of sleep. I think everyone, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that are sleep-deprived in the world. Oh, my gosh, yes. honestly, I feel, like, unless I have a bad night or I don't, like, I have a pretty good sleep schedule. Do you get a full eight hours or are you personally Not every night because I do have, like, some nights where I'll toss and turn. Um, but generally, yeah. That's the goal, though, for you, is like a full eight? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Who else is the full eight? I think, I don't, I don't need to be, but recently it's been, actually recently, it's funny to say this, but since baby showed up, it's been about eight hours. Like, really? we'll find, I'll find myself going to sleep at like midnight, like oh, wow. 12, 12, 1230. Um, and then... Wake up for work at like seven thirty, eight o'clock, and the, but those are like the off. I mean, sometimes Megs is up with him, sometimes I am. So I mean, yeah, you know, I might get yeah. six or seven if I am. But good for you. Yeah, <laughs> Scott's like, okay, well, <laughs> my experience as a father of twins was a little different. <laughs> when, when, yeah, so like when they were newborns, were they on the same cycle or no? no. Well, we started out pretty early, getting them on the same schedule as as best we could like when one was up because they needed to eat or they needed a diaper change or whatever like we would just do both right um so hmm. yeah oh those are brutal nights that i don't i don't care to go back to now you just have brutal mornings <laughs> yeah getting them <laughs> getting them out the door getting them up and ready and out the door to, to daycare now is it's a whole different process. Right. But I think I'm like, as far as sleep goes, I'm like a six hour kind of guy. Like my wife is very much like, I need like eight to 10 hours. And if she doesn't get that, she's like, it's super stressful and she doesn't do well on that. For me, I'm like, if I can get a solid six, I feel, I feel good. All right, here we go. Final question. 
And we we cover this in the very, 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 very first beta official whatever type of episode of podcast it was that I don't even know is still out there. Um, maybe it is. I don't know. Episode zero. Episode zero that... Um, was that just me, yep, Emily, and you? Emily and Sarah shared a microphone and I didn't know how to work them at the time so you could barely hear them the entire time. Uh, we're going to go around and we're going to talk about how we got started in the industry that we're in design uh you know admin stuff design stuff photography uh development stuff business owning graphic design emily however you want to tackle it um that's a long one well okay maybe give us like the abbreviated four minute version (laughs) can you do it in four minutes or less okay i'll give you a minute (laughs) you guys go first Scott, how did you get? To, how are you a graphic designer today? I started out uh, just dabbling in Photoshop, making like signs and little like business cards things. Basically, was learning how to do like drop shadow and that that crap. Did you ever bevel and emboss? Oh, oh I beveled and embossed and drop shadowed everything. Dude, my first well, that would website, have been like Web 2.0 yeah. time frame, so yeah. everything was. Oh cool. right, right, right. Text glow. Right. So yeah. then I. Uh, <laughs> When I went to college, got into the communications track. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with it, but I enjoyed the general themes of communications. And then uh, got plugged in to a graphic design class at Penn State Harrisburg, and that was when everything clicked. I was like, oh, I love this. This is this is what I want to do. Right. Dope. And now here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Kaisa, what's your story? Well, I do have a background in design, but I also have done a lot of admin things as well. Uh, My parents actually owned, for about 35 years, a hair salon. And I started probably in elementary school uh, using Windows Paint and making ads and stuff for them just on a fake level but then once I got into middle school they needed an ad for something and it was last minute and so I somehow I don't even know how but on paint made an ad and sent it off and it got published <laughs> I so don't even want to so know what it looks like that's how they make those ads on the diner placemats every, yeah. <laughs> when I go in the morning um, but then once I got a little older I worked at the front desk and did all their admin and receptionist duties there too so Kenneth and Company in good old Camp Hill, Pennsylvania is where I got my start. Nice, right. nice. Um, cool. Yeah, I mean, my my stories, um, I, all through high school was doing magic, became homecoming king, most popular kid in school, of course. Of course. Um, <laughs> and it just turned into this thing where I needed to be a magician full-time as a career, and I wasn't, and I already had used like Wix.com to build my website. Um, and it was garbage and it had nothing to do with me or my magic. So I said, screw this. I'm going to go to college because it was that time in my life. I'm going to make my own website. And so I signed up for the most expensive college there was out there. I went to the Art Institute. <clears throat> Mistake. And um, I uh, I learned how to do it all and within the first two weeks I made friends with a guy named Chris and he showed me how to use Photoshop and use slices and export it in tables and HTML and I had a website within two weeks and it grew from there and then it was basically like oh I can make okay money doing this for other people 
Um, and then it led me onto this, this path of entertainment and building websites. And here I am. So all because I was a, I needed a website for my card tricks to live on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, for me, I was in middle school and I got really interested in, like, I always liked computers and I got really interested in um, some browser games like Neopets and Horseland and games like that. And then as a 13-year-old decided that I was good enough that <laughs> I could build my own and started like going to the library and checking out programming textbooks and really scaring my parents with some of the things that <laughs> I was checking out. Um, and then from there, like I just I started building my own games on line and then took some classes in high school and eventually ended up in computer science in college and it just kept growing and growing and I don't know I really enjoyed it what was the name of the first game you made hmm I think it was like a really made up word like Esrindia or something like that (laughs) it was like what was it like Asrindi or it was like some fantasy like Asrindia. pony game like kind of built off of My Little Pony. Asrindia's okay. Pony. I like. That. I was thirteen. <laughs> That's a great name. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot like Kaisa and Scott. I um, really loved fine art. Um, that was my passion growing up. Um, but I didn't want to be one of those kids that spent a whole bunch of money going to school for fine art and then mm-hmm. not being able to turn that into a career. Um, so quite a few of my high school teachers um, recommended design. Um, and I took a class that, uh, that had a focus on design that had a special school um, project at the end of it where we created a logo and brand for a real company. Um, and they came in and met with us. And I thought that was super awesome and fun. So I enrolled in um, school and decided I wanted to become a designer. Uh, and I haven't really looked back since. I really like it. Um, aside from the fact that I don't paint anymore, uh, really, which is kind of a bummer. But um, there's like a, an art and a science to it. And that really speaks to me as a person. Um, so after school, I traveled around with my husband who was in the military. And it's very difficult to... Um, gain employment in a professional field uh, if you're a military spouse because you move around a lot. So I um, did a lot of internships and shadowing uh, to make sure that I had experience in agencies and freelance on the side. Um, And then I did solely print and branding. Um, And when I moved back to Pennsylvania, I had two web developer friends that needed a, a designer. And I filled that role and quickly learned how to make websites. Um, and we started this business. That's the shortest version Boom. I can give you. That was like, that was quick hit. Yeah. yeah it was riveting. That's it. That was good. Um, and now we have Pixel and Hammer, which is comprised of this amazing team. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Um, more to come. Uh, we have a, we're, we're working on a set schedule so this type of hiatus doesn't happen again, which is my job, also my fault. Um, <laughs> so we will, uh, we will have plenty more content coming soon. Um, by all means, uh, thank you so much for listening. 
My name is Levi. Sarah, say goodbye to the people. Adios. Emily. Goodbye. Scott. Bye-bye. Kaisa. Bye. We are Pixel and Hammer, and thank you.